Take a deep breath and let it out. You might not know it, but indoor air quality is a topic that affects all of us. At Renew Air, we're on a mission to educate listeners on indoor air quality and the factors that impact it. Welcome to Indoor Air Quality IQ. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of IAQ IQ, Indoor Air Quality and You, a podcast brought to you by Renew Air. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us here for this episode of the show. Today, we are talking about women in HVAC, and we're thrilled to welcome a number of women from the Renew Air team to talk about their careers, their experiences, their career growth, and so, so much more just around the topic of women in HVAC. So we're thrilled to have this podcast and be able to bring it to you today. Let me introduce our panel of guests to you today. First, we have Jessie Bussey. She is a Senior Engineering Data Analyst at Renew Air. Jesse, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're also thrilled to be joined today by Cassandra Kalinowski. She is the Senior Technical Sales Support Engineer at Renew Air. Cassandra, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me as well. Absolutely. And we're also thrilled to be joined today by Michelle Pelicos. She is Western Regional Sales Director at Renew Air. Michelle, welcome. Good morning. Thank you. Absolutely. And we also have Megan Ziegler. She's a senior design engineer at Renew Air. Megan, welcome to the show. Happy to be here. And finally, last but not least, you know him. If you've seen or listened to any of the previous episodes, it's Nick Agopian, VP of Sales and Marketing at Renew Air. Nick, welcome to another episode. Thank you, Tyler. I'm super excited about this one because it's really close to my heart. So let's get into it and see what we learn. Absolutely. Let's uh, dive in and get to know our guests a little bit more here today. And so I'd love to just get a little bit more about your background, about your experience in the industry before we kick things off. And so, uh, Jesse, kick us off and tell us a little bit more about your role at Renew Air and also your, your career background. All right. I am a part of the engineering team. I handle bomb organization, bill of material. And I also work with our software group, the CORUS team and assist with IOM creation as well. I have a mechanical engineering degree and a English professional writing degree from UW-Platteville. And I kind of grew up into HVAC by working with direct sales teams with some big companies. Awesome stuff, awesome stuff. Jesse, how long have you been at Renew Air? Three and a half years. Great, great stuff. All right, Cassandra, tell us a little bit more about your background, your role at Renew Air, and uh, and how you got here. Yeah, so like you said, I'm the senior technical sales support engineer. Um, I've been with the company for about f- almost four and a half years now, um, and I started with um, just technical sales support engineer, of course. And um, I basically do a lot of troubleshooting over the phone and via email, um, but I also support the sales team helping with selections or helping get people to communicate with the right people to get what they need and things like that as well. I have a Bachelor of Science in Mechanical Engineering, but I also have a minor in Marketing and a Certificate in Sales. Fantastic, fantastic stuff. Cassandra, thank you so much. Michelle, tell us a little bit more about your background, how long you've been there at Renew Air, and uh, a little bit more about your role. I'm the regional sales director with uh, Renew Air at this point uh, for the western region of the country. I've been with Renew Air for five years. Um, I have been involved with selling energy recovery and indoor air quality products for about 20 years. So I've got a, a bit of history there and have been involved in the HVAC industry um, for quite a few years, uh, starting in the mid-1980s on the water side of the business. 
I work with our representatives and distributors to actively promote Renew Air products, promote our brand, our company, uh, as effective solutions for indoor air quality and energy recovery. Excellent. Excellent stuff, Michelle. Thank you so much. And uh, Megan, tell us a little bit more about your role and your, your history at Renew Air and a little bit more about your background. Sure. Uh, so I'm Megan Ziegler. I'm a senior design engineer here at Renew Air. Um, been at Renew Air almost five years now, so I'm just before Cassandra. Uh, and similar to Cassandra, pretty fresh uh, into the industry. So Renew Air is actually my first professional job. I started as an intern at Renew Air, actually, between my junior and senior year of college. And turns out we mutually liked each other enough that I came back and have been here for almost five years now. Um, so I do primarily product design uh, on the engineering team. Uh, in the last several years, I've kind of become the primary designer for Renew Air's residential line of products. Uh, so last few product releases uh, have been kind of owned by me. Um, and looking forward into the future to doing many, many more. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Nick, everyone here on the podcast probably already knows you anyways, but I want to give you the opportunity to share a little bit more about your background as well, as well as what it's like, you know, having a team at Renew Air full of so many just uh, incredible and, and capable women like the ones that we have here on the podcast. Absolutely. As you all know, I am the vice president of sales and marketing. I've been in this industry now for a number of decades. We, we, we won't get into too many details <laughs> with that one. Uh, but I have been here at Renewer now for uh, eight years. And this is really important for me, empowering women within business in general, but particularly within HVAC. Women are a main focus point in uh, many cognitive, or I should say, associations uh, like ASHRAE, where the focus on women is paramount for equality and so on and so forth. But particularly for me, as you notice, there's there's a, a vast array of experience here from internal sales support to the external side, to the internal side and the design engineering. And, and I think that the combination of all of their efforts and their strengths uh, truly contributes to the uh, tremendous success that we've experienced here at Renew Air in the last five years. So I'm very honored and I'm very proud to be presenting with these women today. Very well put, and I think excellent stuff, Nick. So thank you so much for, for saying that. And I think that gives us a great segue into uh, the rest of our conversation here today. And so, Michelle, I wanted to start off with you just to get a sense of how you've seen things change over the years in HVAC, especially as it relates to, to attitudes towards women in the industry and opportunities. Well, I think when I entered into the industry, I was very fortunate for time and place, if you will. The organization that I worked with was very open to uh, sharing knowledge and, and teaching me more of the technical part of the industry. I had started in an administrative role, but I've always been in sales my whole life through college and everything. So with technical aptitude and a sales aptitude, I was, I was kind of groomed and had that privilege, like I said, to be fortunate to grow up through this company. Um, there was one woman engineer at that organization that was very well uh, regarded. What I have seen, and it may apply to young men too, is that at that time that I entered the industry, there was a lot of opportunities for young people to grow within organizations as a whole. And over the years, 
that seemed to stop and people got pigeonholed a little bit. The entrance of women into organizations, although they might have had engineering degrees or other technical degrees, I believe they really got pigeonholed in certain jobs. You know, they were hired for design work. They were hired for jobs like Jesse's with bill of materials and things like that. And they got pigeonholed there and they weren't allowed to expand and and continue their growth. I think that has changed now. Over the number of years with so many young men growing up with their mothers working and their sisters working, now it's very commonplace, no matter what your field is, specifically in in the, the STEM industries, that it's very commonplace to have women teammates. And I really don't think that there is much of a difference. You just have to go in and and do do your job, and everybody expects everyone to perform. So I think that irregardless of whether you're a man or a woman, there are just potentials, and that was something that it didn't exist a number of years ago. Does anybody want to follow up on on Michelle's comments there? I know that that maybe some people have less experience in the industry than others. And so that kind of longevity and that sort of thing might not, you might not have that same perspective, but I'm curious to get other people's thoughts on just what they've seen in their time in the industry in terms of how things have changed from where you started to where you are now. Yeah. One thing I would say on my own is I feel like it's becoming slightly more common to not be the only woman in the room when we're having meetings or coming into large groups. Obviously, it still happens a lot because it is still a male-dominated industry any way you look at it. But I feel like, you know, just being kind of fresh out of college, you can kind of see the shift starting to happen. I was never the only woman in the room in a large group in college. Uh, If we're in a group of four or five, then sure, maybe the only woman with a handful of men. But when you're sitting in these lectures or these smaller classes, you can see the shift starting to happen. We're looking at more like 30 to 40 percent women sitting into the room and then transitioning that to the job space. There are still many meetings where there will be 10 people and I'll be the only woman sitting there, especially from the engineering side. Uh, but I'm seeing it a little more often to, you know, see that companionship in the room and it feels a little less lopsided. So something I've been seeing. That's, that's really interesting. Really interesting. Yeah. And, and, and I think a really, a really good point to bring up. Anybody else have any follow-ups to, to either Megan or Michelle's comments? I've definitely seen more women in outside sales roles. And when I first started, that was almost entirely men. So, yeah. 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 And Jesse, I wanted to follow up. How do you get more women into STEM programs at a younger age? And Jesse, I know that this is something that that you've done some work in. And so I wanted to to ask you specifically just about women in STEM programs and, and the work that's being done in that area. At my university, we had a women in engineering program and it was run by one of my female professors. We did a lot of going out to middle schools, high schools. I don't think while I was there, we ever did elementary school, though we I hope they are right now. But just talking to the kids saying, you know, these are some other options that are available to you if you enjoy science, if you enjoy math. The EMS, engineering, math, science, I guess technology sometimes gets thrown in there. Field is growing very, very quickly, and we need 
a lot of bright young minds. And in order to grow those careers, we need to make people aware of what's really out there. And as kids, you think of broad picture strokes, not the nitty gritty, not the, oh, I can go program games. You know, you get the Roblox and, and stuff with the kids now where they're starting to program these video games at a, you know, fourth grade level. They're, they're already learning these things. And I think that's what's really going to get kids more interested in the broader field. That's a, that's a really good point. And, and I'm, I'm really interested and curious to see how that continues to, to grow and to develop. And, and Cassandra, I know that this is something that you've also talked a little bit about as well. Tell us a little bit more about your experience and what you're seeing in terms of, uh, of, of educating more women at a younger age in terms of what's available when it comes to, to STEM. Yeah, yeah. So when I was in college, uh, a professor reached out to me a couple times to help with events on campus to promote getting young children and, you know, young girls in STEM. And one of them was a panel discussion, a lot like what we're doing now, actually. But it was kind of to show, it was to give the kids the opportunity to see women, like, like them, like their future selves in a position that they could reach. So it was, it kind of, we were role models to them in a way, you know, and we wanted to say that this is what we're doing, this is what we love about it, and things like that. Another event was uh, we had different stations kind of throughout campus, and I was stationed at the prototyping lab because of uh, an internship that I was working on. I was doing a lot of 3D printing. We brought the kids into the prototyping lab and showed them, hey, this is like the cool stuff we get to do, and uh, we showed them the 3D printing, the 3D imaging, the virtual reality stuff, and it was really cool just to show them like, hey, these are some neat things that you could you could learn more about you know so that's kind of something that i got involved in to be a role model to those young girls you mentioned being a role model and and that's something that that i wonder do we need to do a better job of showing what a career for a woman in hvac can look like for more people just seeing that representation and maybe having that goal of saying oh wow look at what cassandra megan jesse look at what all these people have done that's something that i can do as well do we need to do a better job of holding people up as role models and saying like hey look you can have careers like this as well yeah no i think it's it's a great way to show kids that it's it's an option you know to stand up and say hey this is what i'm doing and you can do it too come check it out now megan I know from from talking before the podcast that that you didn't really discover engineering until college. Tell me a little bit about that and how you kind of found your way into engineering in the first place. Yeah, so I was, you know, big into calculus and physics in high school, as I feel like a lot of people that trend towards the, you know, mechanical engineering side of things do. I was not, and that's why I host podcasts. (laughs) Well, different strokes for different folks, right? Exactly. (laughs) So yeah, so I actually had no idea what I was going to do. I, I didn't really know where I wanted to go to college. I was kind of leaning towards maybe engineering makes sense. And that was put into my head by a high school teacher, my calculus teacher, actually. It was like, you know what? You're really good at this. I think you should think about engineering. I think you'd really like it. And at that point, I had had no exposure to STEM careers as a kid. I didn't have any of these where people were coming in and teaching us of what these different possibilities were in life. So I really had no idea what engineering actually meant uh, in a practical sense. So somebody recommended to me uh, at my registration for UW-Madison to take this intro to engineering class that was a design-based class. 
So I got there and they basically give you a client in the community and $200 with your team and they have a problem and you need to solve the problem. So I got to work with the owner of Wingram Boats that was looking for some sort of a low cost kayak launch to help them uh, bring their kayaks up and down their ramp because they were just kind of brute forcing it. And we built them a little roller system. But just having that semester to be on a team, get to do some design and get to do some actual practical engineering work, all of a sudden something just clicked in my brain and was like, yes, this is absolutely what I want to do. And I haven't regretted it since, but it took me, you know, until I got to college to be pointed in that direction. Yeah, that's that's a great point. And we can contrast that a little bit with Cassandra, who I, I think, Cassandra, from, from the stories you were telling us before, you always just wanted to be in the garage and always working with tools and, and that sort of thing. That's just kind of how you were naturally inclined as a kid. So this is something that you found a little bit earlier on. Yeah, yeah. I kind of always had that curiosity with how things work. And that curiosity brought me into the garage where my dad was always working on his cars. The, the issue was he never handed me the tools. <laughs> and I mean, he was very, very particular about his cars, but that, that curiosity stuck. And when I had like toys break when I was really young, I was the one that was taking them apart and trying to fix them and, you know, things like that. So when I got into middle school and I heard about Lego robotics, I was like, oh, 100% in, you know, so that's kind of one thing that got me started because I had that opportunity and kind of took off from there, you know, and then when I got to college, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to get into. But I had a group of friends that were all talking about what they, you know, we were kind of discussing what we wanted to do in the future and stuff. And one friend brought up engineering and I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) So when I had to look at types of engineering, what made, you know, the most sense. And that's kind of how I got into it. That's, that's, that's great. So Michelle, tell us a little bit about your kind of entry into the industry and, and maybe whether it was, it was younger or later on, how you kind of found your way into HVAC and, and had an interest in it. I kind of accidentally found my way into HVAC. I packed everything in the back of my car when I was about 24 years old and moved to Michigan. I mean, moved to Florida from Michigan and opened the newspaper on Saturday morning. Gosh, I got to get a job. And I was fortunate that one of the largest employers of the area had a job posting. So I went and applied, essentially got the job right away. And it was for the executive vice president of one of the major uh, product divisions of the company. And he recognized that I had a lot of aptitude and started teaching me different things. I did a little bit of computer work with him and then moved into the sales and kind of the inside technical sales of of product. and, And it went from there. But I think that I had the courage to make a change because some of some of the women in my life as I was growing up, Two of my aunts were really intelligent, hardworking women. One became one of the first women supervisors at Michigan Bell Telephone when I was like eight or nine years old. And wow, was I impressed. This woman had that type of position. And then my other aunt worked with the the lieutenant governor. And she was she was something else. And they both encouraged me 
to do what I wanted to do and to be willing to step outside of that box. They recognize different potential and, and I was encouraged. And I think that that is something that we all need to do for each other in the industry. I think as women, we need to learn to advocate for each other as well as for ourselves. If we want to do something, we're interested in something, talk to whomever within the organization and express your interests. Sit down, make a plan. Don't be concerned if the person says, I understand, but I don't know that you might not be a good fit there, but I think you could be a good fit somewhere else. Take that information and continue to grow. I also think that as one of the women on this team that's been in the industry for quite some time and has experienced a number of, of different scenarios, some good, maybe some not so good being a woman in a male-dominated industry, that I think it's my responsibility that if one of my coworkers here call me and they're frustrated about something or, gosh, you know, how could I work around this? Because I've had these different experiences, perhaps I can help them navigate. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just to listen because they don't feel that they can share it with male colleagues. So I think that I have an important role with all of my colleagues here to help them work through some of those different avenues. And I think that that's really important that we all do that to support each other. And if we see even cousins, nieces, and nephews in our own families, they if somebody has a particular interest, to talk to them about it, not to steer them in a direction, but to really help that interest blossom in that particular young woman so that that way she feels comfortable and in making a decision and moving into some of these other more technical roles that maybe in the past have been male dominated. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that, that, that raises a really good point that, that I'd like to talk a little bit more about. And Jesse, I'd like to ask you about this first. How have you felt supported by other women in your career path and that sort of thing. How has that happened for you? In the in business, there really haven't been that many women mm-hmm. in the HVAC industry. So actually, it's been male colleagues that have supported me and encouraged me. On the personal side, it's been it's been family that have kind of encouraged me to to do whatever I have wanted and even just some of the members of my family, I've got a bunch of uncles that are and cousins that are engineers at automotive companies and things that have encouraged me to move into different directions. My father was influential that way. My brothers. Hmm. So it's, I think it's been a little bit more on the personal side with, with women, just because there uh, weren't that many women in the industry and that's all changing now and we all work together yeah and and i suppose with that changing and with that kind of shifting now jesse i'd like to get your perspective have have you have you felt you know and been supported by other women in the industry kind of as your career has progressed and as you've you've started your career i'm kind of with michelle on this one i had a lot of support from my parents my dad was like sandra's uh big into cars gearhead 
I had a lot of support through high school from uh, tech ed teachers and some great architectural drafting classes. And then once I got into the HVAC industry, it was mostly male sales engineers teaching me the ropes. So Renew Air is the most women I think I have ever worked with. That's really interesting. Cassandra and Megan, has that been your experience as well, that it's been male support kind of once you've been in your role? Or have you have you been supported by other women in the industry? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's in my team, I am the only girl. My supervisor is a guy. And so it's I'm very supported with my team and who I closely work with. But then I also have my colleagues here, Jesse, Megan, Michelle, who we we are there for each other if there's issues and things like that. Or like Michelle said, if we have something where we just if we just need a woman's perspective on something, I have Jesse to go to and Megan and Michelle. And I've 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 used that you know ability. So it's nice to have. But at the same time, it's also very appreciated that my supervisor and Nick as well has been able to support me in what I want and help me kind of grow my career within the company too. They're not limiting me in that in any way. So that's also the support on the, the male side. Yeah, I'll just kind of echo that and say, in my experience, the management level support, so support that's coming from levels above me, I don't think I've ever had really female management or anything like that, but I've seen nothing but support from everybody on the levels above me. In terms of just being supported by other women, it's mostly peer support. And that's been huge for me. Even starting in college, I feel like it was just easier to find those tighter knit groups with other women because we're all kind of going through the same thing and you want to be able to commiserate with someone. And then, you know, Cassandra and I are kind of in the same stage of life. We're both been at Renewera about the same amount of time. We've both been in the industry about the same amount of time. So having someone like that, that we're kind of going through the same stuff together, but then we have people like Michelle or Jesse, where if it's just like, we're bouncing off each other and both of us are like, I have no idea how to handle this situation. We now have people that we can go to that can help us get through it because they've likely been through that before in previous stages of their life. So peer-to-peer support has been huge from other women in the industry throughout my professional career. I'm very fortunate at uh, Renew Air to work with a fantastic uh, team of regional sales directors. I am the only woman on the team. And my male colleagues come from diverse backgrounds. You know, Nick has a diverse background, but we are all able to collaborate together. And I think all of our voices are respected, our thoughts respected when we have meetings and we all are contributing to that information. If I have a question about something or want to confirm something or brainstorm, I can contact any one of the colleagues on our team and we all work together fantastically. Hmm. And I think that just is a tribute to the way Renew Air is, is organized. And some of that comes from top down and Nick sets a really good example of what he expects from all of his employees and people within his team. So I, I just think that I'm, I'm very fortunate to work for a company like Renew Air that promotes that uh, 
type of attitude and expects the professional performance from all of their all of their employees. Yeah, Nick, I, I wanted to, to to ask you just about the the pathway towards career growth and, and how more women are given those opportunities these days. And there's a more clear pathway from starting your career towards you know being a business leader and being you know an executive in the C-suite and that sort of thing for women. That that's something that maybe is more developed now than it than it was in the past. I wanted to give you the opportunity to speak on that as someone who is a is a leader at Renew Air. Sure. I wanted to say something before I answer that question about equality. A lot of people think that the men and women are different. And I'm sitting here smiling as I listen to some of the conversations that took place, uh, particularly Cassandra and Megan, thinking about what do they want to do in their lives and and their curiosity uh, about how things work, which is something that Cassandra mentioned, is exactly the reason why I ended up in the engineering community. Uh, unlike Cassandra, I was given a set of tools and I couldn't figure out how sound came out of a stereo system. So uh, I took apart my grandmother's stereo system. She's never forgiven me for it, but <laughs> that's besides the point. So we're equal. And and I, I, I also think that if we are going to say that we're not equal, it's because, as to what I said earlier, I'm quite inspired by the local Girl Scouts that I get involved in here in Wanakee. And they had a project where they had to build a house out of wood a small little house, miniature house, and they had to have a functioning cooking device and uh, they had to cook a hot dog. And the reason I'm telling you this is because the hot dog kept being burnt by the light that they were using to cook the hot dog. And they figured out that if they ventilated this miniature house with a little fan, they wouldn't burn the hot dog. Not because I told them, not because they knew we were at Renewer, but they figured out by themselves that 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 they can alleviate the fact that the the hot dog was being burnt by moving air over it problem solving i think that women are much better uh, in problem solving and and they've done a good job in in what i alluded to uh, being the revolution and uh, in our executive staff it's it's populated by uh, mostly men with one woman and and she happens to be the vp of hr that's a that's a really great point, Nick, and I think really really well put, and, and a fantastic testament to the values and the the quality of a company like Renew Air. And so I want to start to wrap up this conversation. Unfortunately, it's been such a fantastic time getting a chance to talk and, and hear from all of you. I, I want to ask one final question uh, for each of you: Just what's made your experience as a woman in HVAC better? I, I'd love to just get a, a a solid answer from each of you on that question. So, Cassandra, let's start off with you. Just just tell us about that experience and what's made it better for you. For me, it's having management that believes in me and listens to my career goals, but also having the ability to speak up and tell them what my career goals are. That's really what has helped me uh, make my career in HVAC better than it could have been. Excellent, excellent stuff. Jesse, tell us a little bit about that answer for you. I love that at Renewer, I can go down, I can have conversations with all the techs and go, how can we help make this better, make this easier and come back up and talk to the VPs and they're going, yeah, let's do this. And it's just a, the open communication here is very nice to see. Megan, how about you? I gotta say, I think it's the peer support, whether it's people 
in positions similar to mine or in different areas of the company, it may seem like a small thing, but it makes me so happy when as a project leader, I'll finish a design meeting that's got all the executives in it. And somebody on my peer level comes to me after and said, that was a really great meeting. So little stuff like that just really helps kick that imposter syndrome to the curb. <laughs> that's a, that's, that's a great way to put it. I, I love that. I love that. Michelle, last but not least, tell us uh, what's made your experience better. I, I think over the years, what's really made the experience better is knowing that your contribution is valued. In earlier years, you may be asked for your opinion and input, and sometimes it felt like, gosh, we just have to ask the question. But now, as the industry has grown and working with the team at Renew Air, when I'm contributing to the team, I feel that my contribution is valued mm. and that's really important. Yeah, that's a, that's a fantastic, uh, I think uh, note to end on here for our podcast today. It has been a pleasure chatting with all of you, Jesse Bussey, uh, Cassandra Kalinowski, Michelle Pelicos, uh, Pelicos, Megan Ziegler, and Nick Agopian. Thank you all so much for joining us here on our women in HVAC podcast here on IAQ IQ indoor air quality and you, it's been a pleasure having all of you here with us today. Thank you, Jesse, and thank you to all the women in my life. Appreciate you guys. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Bye, guys. Excellent Bye. stuff. And everyone, thank you all for tuning into this episode of the podcast. We appreciate it very much. Of course, for more, you can visit IAQIQ on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or of course, visit the Renew Air website for more. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes. We will be back soon with more, and I suspect you might see some of these faces on another podcast very shortly. But for this one, for all of our guests here today, I've been your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks for joining us.